Alright folks, I noticed this lock doesn't make very much noise, so you just have to believe me that maybe you see it pop up or whatever. I I'm could Woodrow make Walls. a noise. What? I could say click. Do you no click, say it's click? fine. I'm Woodrow Walls. Uh, howdy folks, uh, we're back here for another Way Home Review. I've screwed, my, I've screwed up my rhythm by talking about the lock. We're back here for another Way Home Review. Here's how it works for the uninitiated. I have just left the cinema. It's over there where I have seen a... Oh, that's my hand. Wait. They believe you. They, they recognize this parking garage by now. Uh, seen a film, and I'm going to tell you about that film on my way home because it just saves time that way. And today, we're here to talk about How to Train Your Dragon 2. We need lights. 2. All right, so. <clears throat> synopsis is as follows. Uh, so first film happened there's a wrap-up for you and in the second film uh, we join the action five years later where uh, stoic who is the chieftain of the village of Burke which is where all this stuff happened uh, is looking at retiring and passing on the horned helmet of power to his son hiccup uh, who is the obviously the protagonist the Jay Baruchel voiced protagonist from the first film um, but, of course, he has his own designs for what he wants to do because he's having a great time uh, basically running around and exploring uh, on Toothless and trying out his new uh, and fancy technological uh, gizmos. He's, he is kind of like um, a medieval Tony Stark with a dragon. So, <clears throat> but, of course things don't stay easy because they never do because otherwise it would be relatively boring um, and what happens is they they find uh, there are dragon rustlers I guess you would say who are stealing dragons to give them to Drago of course that would be his name I think they, they were pronounced Drago or something I don't know uh, for him to build his dragon army and uh, so he wants to take all the dragons all of them, because he's very selfish when it comes to dragons. And uh, obviously, since Burke kind of likes their dragons and they've sort of gotten used to having their dragons around, they don't want their dragons taken. So there's obviously going to be, be a bit of conflict there. Uh, and um, yeah, that's it. That Basically, it's a pretty straight shot into conflict and then more conflict and then even bigger conflict. That's your synopsis. I mean, there's not, yeah. Um, okay. Here's the thing. Going into this film, a couple things. First, the first film was so pleasantly, surprisingly good. And part of that was because it was so surprising. Uh, in that it could have very easily have been just a typical... DreamWorks Fair, where it just wasn't, it just was decent. Mo usually the most you could hope for was decency. Um, but instead, uh, and I don't think at this point, this being a sequel that we're talking about, it's going to spoil anything where, uh, you know, when I, where I reveal the end of the first film, they maimed their main character. Both their main characters wound up maimed. Um, which you don't do in animated movies, at least not in the U.S. You just don't do that. So that was startlingly refreshing, that there were actually consequences to what happened, and more than just, 
oh, this beloved character died and we all looked sad for a few minutes. No, they survived, but with consequences. So that was very, very interesting. And the first film was surprisingly good. So going into the second film with A, knowing that it had the potential to be as good as the first film or hopefully better, uh, which was a hell of a weight to carry because, again, it's not a surprise now. We know you can do it, DreamWorks. We've seen it happen. Sorry. Um, with that in place, and the fact that it is a sequel, and sequels automatically come with their own baggage and fear and tre you know tremulation that goes along with them, because having enjoyed the first one, you almost feel like you have to brace yourself for the, the disappointment of the, the difficult sophomore album, so to speak. <clears throat> and on top of that, you had a trailer that frankly wasn't very good. Um, in fact, I've gotten to the point now where if I see a trailer that's giving away a lot of the film, my assumption and my hope is that it's like uh, S Star Trek II or like... Um, uh, Captain America 2, where they have spliced it in such a way, they've edited it together, so that you think one thing is happening, but another thing is happening. So they're showing you the bits, but they're showing it to you in the wrong order. You know, a speech in Captain America 2, which you think is being delivered to one character, is being delivered to another character. Um, you know, somebody you thought was at the head of the giant juggernaut starship in Star Trek 2, turns out it wasn't. That sort of thing. It's not a nice little little surprise, a little reveal. The problem here is that they do reveal some things in the trailer that I wish they had left alone. Now there's two things in particular. One, which uh, you might not have caught, the other one is pretty apparent because they make it make sure you know it's a huge plot point, is that his mom shows up. Now part of the problem with this is that, well, there's a great scene that involves the mom and if you had not known, and it's in the trailer, I'm not spoiling anything if it's in the freaking trailer. If you had not known it was the mom, you would have been like, whoa, what's going on? You would have been where the character is, who's going, wow, what's going on? You would have been like, wow, what's going on? And you would have been simpatico with the Dragon Rider guy. But instead, you have that whatever flavor of irony it is where you know something more than the character does, but it's not to your benefit. I really wish they had just left that alone. Um... And there's another really awesome reveal that you kind of go, oh, I see where they had this in the trailer as well. But it's still pretty cool, so I'm not going to talk about it in case it is spoilery. But, so, anyway, I had my reservations going into the film. Especially because in the trailer, and sadly they kept it in the film, there are those uh, heartfelt moments. Capital H, capital F, heartfelt moments in that heartfelt in that they're trying to do shortcut emotional type of uh, things with characters in ways that people don't actually talk like you know um, it's like I was saying you know that, that so oh what you're looking for isn't out there it's in here okay the only people in reality who say that or when guys are trying to get you into bed, ladies. No one actually talks like that, ever. If they do, then you're either in a film and you need to be aware of the fact that you're in a film, or somebody is trying to take you for a ride. Not the kind of ride that I was talking about before, I mean a metaphorical ride in general. 
So I was afraid, afraid going into the film, all over the place afraid. Now, the good news is this. It's not as bad as the trailer would lead you to think. Um, or as heartbreaking, because if you've enjoyed the first film, it sucks when you see characters that you've liked and a situation that you've liked sort of ruined by the fact that it's a sequel. Um, so, yes, it, it is... Uh, it is not as bad as the trailer would make you believe. Now, the one thing I will say is that apart from lots and lots of flying and dragon fighting and stuff, there are very few moments where actual plot happens as I come to think about it. Because generally, the movie sort of sets something up and then goes into Conflictsville and then only sets something else up for something that you can see coming a mile off. Which was the other, and again, it's a spoiler thing, I can't ruin it for you. But, um, whereas with the first film, there were surprises in store, there's sort of a, a wrinkle on the surprise into how the obvious thing happens, um, but it's still not as, it, it lacks the punch of the first film. Now, that's not to say there's nothing to be said for big-ass dragons fighting, um, I will say this, you get more, you get more kaiju action in this film than you did in Godzilla, which is sad, but, uh, you get a lot of fighting, you get a lot of, uh, interesting dragon stuff happening, um, so you do, you are entertained, um, but it feels less meaty than the first film, or at least as my memory of the first film, uh, as my memory slowly fades as I grow older, my memory of the first film, I remember it being slightly chunkier than this. Um, which is, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, but, but all of that leads to one of the surprising things, and that here we are, halfway through the year, before we found a film where if you paid the money to see the 3D, you probably will leave feeling satisfied. Because there's so much of that flying and blowing up and stuff action going on. And because it's an animated film, and especially a CG animated film, um, it's really easy to make it very 3D worthy. And that's what happens here. Um, so that's all of a goodness. Um, but you get some character development. You get some growth to the characters. Not a lot considering it's been five years but there is some there, um, and things proceed a bit. Uh, so, I don't know. And there's even some things in there where it's obvious you're going to get new toys, but the way they're introduced is actually cool enough where not only do you not care, but you're like, I would totally buy that toy. So that's interesting as well. That's very rare. So, I mean, there's not much to talk about beyond that because there's just so much dragon fighting and flying, and there's only so many things one can say about that, especially because you get into Spoilersville, other than saying you pretty much get conflict 15 minutes in and the conflict keeps going throughout. Um, but it was entertaining. I wasn't going in there for, uh, you know, the CG animated equivalent of a Merchant Ivory film, so I was entertained. It was, like Edge of Tomorrow, an entertaining film. Um, it lacked the surprise of the first film. It lacked some of the punch of the first film. 
um, but it did have some very good things in there. So normally, I would give such a thing a three and a half. However, um, I'm going to say that because I'm so impressed by actually seeing a movie where I plonked down the coin for 3D and felt like I hadn't been robbed, that I'm going to give it another half a cup and take it back up to four cups, which is what I gave the first film anyway, which I don't believe was even available in 3D, or if not, we didn't see it in 3D. So, I will also say um, that you've got some really great voice work from not only Kate Blanchett, but uh, from uh, Digimon Hounso, who I'm probably screwing that name up, uh, but he's a really great actor, and you wouldn't even know it was him. So I'm not even going to tell you who it is, but he's in there. Um, so, so that's all very good. Um, oh, and, and uh, Kit Harrington's in there from Jon Snow of Game of Thrones. So he's in there as well. Uh, and I wouldn't have recognized him. But then again, uh, I'm not going to recognize the voices, probably because I'm half deaf. Anyway, so uh, should you see it? <clears throat> yes. If... Um, I mean, I would say yes, because the thing is, there's so much action on the screen that even with the reduced amount of plot, the additional amount of action means that you should see it on the big screen just to get the full effect. And um, like I said, if you are 3D skeptical, as you should be, then uh, I would say, yeah, go for it. Because, I mean, CG animated films work best, and this one was done very well. It felt like it was, it was designed with 3D in mind and not in an annoying way. Um, so all of that is good. So there you go. Four out of five cups for How to Train Your Dragon 2, um, or We Haven't Trained Them Enough Yet, or something. So, uh, that brings us to the end, I guess, of Another Way Home Review. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Um, I, I appreciate as everyone has been patient now that I'm, I'm going to roll this one out and the other ones that I've got in the can as quickly as I can to try to catch up. Uh, but as I've been threatening, you're going to see something shortly. Uh, that I think will help us um, get more of these out faster. So until next time, uh, Widget Wall's here. See you next time on the Way Home Reviews. Bye.